0: South Korea ranked 17th in this year's Social Progress Index, which is a comprehensive measure of the country's social and environmental performance, and looks at the performance of a total of 163 nations. The country had a score of 89 points, which was the highest the country has placed in the index since it expanded to include more than 100 countries six years ago and is also a jump of six places from last year so to find out more about the index and korea's performance specifically we're pleased to be joined by the global network director of the nonprofit social progressive imperative which is the organization that compiled the index frank murillo on the line hello
1: hello good morning
0: how are you i'm great thank you very much for joining us sir uh first question can you uh introduce what the social progress imperative Is as well as the index, what it measures, and maybe just an introduction for our listeners who may not be aware of it, please.
1: Of course, of course. And again, good morning, and thank you for for the invitation. The Social Progress Imperative is a non-profit organization that is based in Washington, D.C. And we are the creators of something called the Social Progress Index, that you just mentioned. What do we measure? We measure social progress. And our definition of social progress is the following. Social progress for us is the capacity that a society has to meet, first of all, the basic human needs of its citizens. Second, Secondly, is a society that is able to establish the building blocks that will allow citizens and, co- and communities to enhance and sustain a very good quality of their lives. And lastly, and it's a very important concept that we also measure, is that we also measure the conditions and the opportunities that this society provides to, uh, to all the citizens to reach their full potential. So we measure all the world, and actually some subnational world as well, in three main dimensions. The human needs, foundations of well-being, and opportunities. Something important is that this measurement only includes, as you mentioned at the beginning, social and environmental indicators. We do not include economic indicators in our ranking, because we do believe that it's important to isolate the social and the environment for the economic to really understand and analyze those relationships.
0: Yeah, and looking at the results that uh, you've been able to compile, uh, I understand that uh, in terms of bad news, uh, the measures of the social progress actually have been going back 10 years for the first time ever this year, while the world overall is still generally improving. Could you elaborate on, on, on your findings and what the implications of this year's results have for achieving the sustainable development goals?
1: Of course, of course. And, and thank you for mentioning this. This is the first time that we have been able to to share even more data series from previous years. So yes, we are sharing data from the last 10 years. And as you mentioned, Uh, The world, on a way, is improving, and this is actually like the good news. Unfortunately, this progress is not even, and we are experiencing this progress in aspects, for example, as basic human needs, access to nutrition and basic medical care, uh, shelter, water and sanitation. So we do see uh, some progress uh, in those specific areas, but unfortunately, unfortunately, that progress has been uneven. So we have also seen like some decline, especially in aspects of personal rights, inclusiveness, personal safety and even environmental quality. So we 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 are seeing I mean what 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 is telling what is this telling us is that if we continue with this path, we're gonna be able, yes, to meet the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals that we meet, but not by twenty thirty. Huh. Mm-hmm. Actually our numbers unfortunately are saying that we're gonna be able to to, uh, to accomplish the goals by 2082, 2082. Wow. So, almost more than half of a decade. And also, um, maybe something important to highlight is that we're not including or calculating the effect that COVID has had, because unfortunately, that our data and the global data that we're analyzing is not capturing that. We estimate that maybe next year we'll be able to measure that, but some rough estimations at this point telling that this could actually extend even uh, 10 more years even to this estimation. So we might be speaking about 2092 when we're going to be able to use the goal as as a world.
0: Well, uh, certainly disappointing for a lot of people who would like to see this progress. But uh, Mr. Murillo, um, you mentioned how it's difficult to quantify the effect of COVID-19. Can you just tell us, though, how uh, the index has uh, been detrimentally affected by the pandemic?
1: Unfortunately, at this moment, I would like to tell you some. I would like to give you more data, but we we do not have information that is updated until the point that we're going to be able to measure that affectation. Uh, we collect data from international sources, and actually most of the data that we collected uh, was collected by the beginning of this year, although also late 20, uh, 2019. Mm. So we do not have the data that is reflected there. And actually, we no one actually really has data that is capturing this at this moment. The only thing that we might be able to analyze on a way, and um, those part of the projection that we're using is the effect that this is going to hide on GDP. But this is also uncertain. Right. So at this point, unfortunately, we do not have that. But I promise to you that as soon as we have that, I will share those to you so we can analyze that as well.
0: Okay, fair enough. Let's talk South Korea then. Um, 17th this year, climbing six spots from last year. In your view, uh, what were the factors that led to this outcome? And what would you say are Korea's strengths and weaknesses, at least according to the index?
1: Yes, of course. And I just want to highlight that you're doing a terrific work. I mean, you're doing a terrific work. If you realize you said you said you are yours, and you're right, you're 17 in the world. But actually, you're only three points uh, behind the one who is top number one. Mm. So the difference is not that big. Uh, the strengths that we see in our index are actually on personal safety. Those are the part of the major improvements since 2011. Personal safety is one. Receive criminality is also good. Access to information and education. Actually, you are the first one on access to information and communication in the world. You are third in access to advanced education. You are the number one in nutrition and basic medical care, water and sanitation, access to information and communications, and access to advanced education in East Asia. And we're counting China, Japan, Korea, Mongolia on this. And you have improved more than 2.75 points from 2011. So the work that you are doing is is quite remarkable, and it is it is it is impressive. And also, I mean, maybe that maybe some deteriorations or things that you can improve on, no, our, we... on our on our information is is less than a point. Like personal rights, you have I mean, statistically, is not significant enough to say that it is actually a fact, but less than a point on personal rights. Right. So you, I mean. Everything is looking good. Regarding why this has happened, it's, I think that we we always leave this to the person. I mean, to the local people to analyse the politics or the policies that has been applied or the different interventions to, to really understand what happened to the disease. Because unfortunately, we do not have that local expertise. But what we can see from our side is that the improvement is remarkable, and that you are doing a terrific work.
0: Well, uh, sounds uh, great from the South Korean perspective. You mentioned it's just a few points below the top of the rankings. Let's talk about the top. Norway is uh, top for the third consecutive year, uh, followed then by Denmark and Su- uh, Finland. I, we always lump all these Scandinavian countries. They always seem to be uh, top of the rankings of various indexes, including social progress. Um, what, what, what are the common factors that led to the, these countries being so high?
1: I think that there are that combination of factors, and you're right. And sometimes we say that those results are, are reassuringly boring. <laughs> yeah. And the and the reason why we're saying this, and the reason why we're saying this, give me one second, sorry.
0: All right, so we were talking with Frank Marilla there, uh, talking about the Social Progress Fund. Uh, what I believe happened, I don't think that was a technical issue. Uh, I believe uh, while he was on the phone call with us, uh, he was on his mobile, and another call was coming in. And so uh, perhaps he was trying to shut off that uh, call waiting, uh, incoming call. And what happened was it actually ended up in uh, disconnecting the call with us. So um, we've got about a minute left here, so we're going to try to connect with him, maybe just have some final thoughts uh, with uh, Frank Marillo in terms of the uh, progress index. We just finished talking about South Korea and how they have risen up the rankings. Okay, I think we have the uh, connection again. uh Hello. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm very sorry. that's oh, okay. It's okay. To myself, like for two minutes.
1: <laughs> no problem. No problem. <laughs> Let me
0: we, go back. Yeah, we only have about a minute left, so you can just uh, finish up your thoughts on uh, the Scandinavian countries. Yeah, for sure, for
1: sure. What we have seen, and I was saying that to myself, (laughs) there are three main trends or or, or things that they have in common. First, they have a very strong social cohesion, and this is very important as well. The second important aspect is that they focus a lot on the environment. So they they do care serious measurements about the environment. And lastly, they have a very strong foundation of education. So, those three elements, I think that there are commonalities that we see among those three countries, and also the, the Scandinavian one, but also something that we, that we would like, we could analyze even more, is that there are also small countries. So, navigate, there is a little bit easier to navigate uh, smaller geographic areas than the big ones. But yes, those three commonalities, I think that those are the most important to, to highlight at this moment.
0: Well, uh, we encourage everybody to uh, search online uh, for the social progressive imperatives. Uh, index uh, coming out and uh, we also thank obviously our guest uh, joining us the uh, global network director for social progressive imperative of uh, frank murillo uh, thank you very much for joining us appreciate your time
1: no thanks to you and enjoy the rest of your day Bye-bye. thank you
0: thank you that was frank murillo from the social progressive imperative we're going to move on to the second hour of the program here on this chusek edition of this morning after another check of traffic and weather